Well, hello again, my favorite people. This is Amy. I'm here with Sabin, my dog. A lot of people like to ask about him. So, yes, he's always here. Um, guys, it is time. We are so here and we are so close. And this is what most people, I'm sure, will want to skip to this part and whatever. Do what you do. Be you. But I'm going to tell you, this is my favorite part. And it is the section and the final section of life hacks, tips and tricks of how to manage our symptoms. And in fact, I'm calling it the life hacks to make us, quote unquote, more than conquerors of ADHD. In fact, I'm quoting Romans 8.37, so don't give me the credit. The Lord is amazing. Romans 8.37 says this, in all things, not just some things, in all things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Guys, trying to be conquerors on our own, I just want to ask you, how's that working for you? Uh-huh. It ain't working for me, and it hasn't before. But we are more than conquerors through Him, Jesus Christ, who loved us. In fact, when ADHD is well-controlled and symptoms are managed effectively, those with this disorder can lead extremely successful lives that, most importantly, bring glory and honor to the Lord in fact, Luke 21, 19 says this, by your endurance, you will gain your lives. All who are in Christ, regardless of the obstacles that our life circumstances may present, we can allow the Holy Spirit to work in us, to bring us into a spiritual maturity where we can, through the Holy Spirit, bear the fruit of the Spirit. Guys, no matter the medical issue, the Bible is clear. Jesus has the power to work through and use physical ailments for his glory and the benefit of his people. 2 Corinthians 12, 9, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. But... Even knowing God and even knowing that God has the power to heal any infirmity or any issue. So even though we might know that, it is perhaps tempting for many of us, and yes, Amy included, to ask things like, why did you make me this way? Why do I have to struggle with this issue? The Bible actually cautions us against this thought process in Isaiah 45, 9, which says this, Woe to the one who quarrels with his maker. It is a vessel among many vessels. Will the clay say to the potter, What are you doing? The question to God should not be, Why, Lord? But rather, What? Would you, Lord, have me do or know from this point moving forward? In fact, Psalm 34 echoes this, starting at 17. It says, when the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all of their troubles. The Lord is near the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Guys, hear this. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. So, guys, don't think that, you know, it's harder for people who believe and have and have taken in Jesus as their Lord and Savior. It's harder for us to live in this fallen world. So hear this. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but 
one of my favorite words in the Bible, but God. But the Lord delivers him out of them all. Another good word, all. So, I just want us to take a moment to consider the unique strengths and gifts that those with ADHD have to offer in the service of the body of Christ. Listen to this. Many people with ADHD tend to be outside of the box thinkers. They also come up with very creative solutions that most people who don't have that chemical makeup actually can come up with. They make great artists, musicians, designers, inventors. In fact, those with the type hyperactivity, they have ample energy that can be used to serve the Lord, to serve others. They make great firefighters, paramedics, police officers. And those with the type of impulsivity, they really want to get things done. And they want to always try new things. They would make great soldiers and even people... um, in the business world, that they just want to constantly try new things. Guys, each believer, even those with disorders or diseases, has an important role in the body of Christ. And we can expound on that in 1 Corinthians 12, starting at 11. But there are so many different parts of the body of Christ. If I am the hand and I am saying to the foot, I want to be like the foot, well, who's going to step into my place and take on the role of the hand? You feeling me on this? Okay, I'm just saying, I just thank you saying amen with me. Guys, preparing yourself to live a godly life involves many factors. Certainly, if you have ADHD, you absolutely should seek the advice of a medical professional experienced in managing ADHD. But most importantly, utilize the Word of God because in 2 Timothy 3.16, It tells us that the Word of God is meant for teaching, reproving, correcting, and instructing us in our daily lives. In fact, the Bible tells us often that believers are encouraged to motivate and encourage one another. Rather than just giving ourselves a pass on our own negative behaviors, or if you're like me, shaming myself and condemning myself and saying that I'm just worth nothing because I have this, we should instead ask those in our lives, parents, pastors, mentors, coaches, youth ministers, teachers, doctors, all of these people we should ask for help in changing our behaviors. In fact, the body of Christ is called to support one another in love. For many people, living with HD means adopting new tools. These will help them to thrive in their emotional health, relationships, careers, school, every aspect of their life. Everyone's experience with ADHD is absolutely unique. There are many ways to manage symptoms, and a lot of them I'm going to share in just a moment, but also understand a lot of these just take trial and error. I'm giving you a breath of options because I want you to try some. See what works for you. Because, beloved, God made you so beautifully unique. So honor yourself in that uniqueness. Honor God with your uniqueness. And praise Him that there are so many options out there. And ask and pray for His guidance as to what will make you thrive. So I'm going to start off with just a little bit of a caveat for medical treatments. You know, many medical and psychological professors professors, widely professionals, 
yeah, widely agree that a combination of some type of behavioral therapy and professionally managed medication is a, success, is a successful treatment plan. I don't know what is going on with my mouth right now, but it's not working. Um, also, for these treatment plans to have long-term success, they must have close monitoring, many, fellow, many follow-ups, and flexibility, making necessary changes along the way. Because as we get older, our brains develop in different ways, and we might need different types of treatments. I am going to throw this in there just because some people might not believe in medication, and that is absolutely your right. So some alternative treatments can include elimination diets. Essentially, that's maybe taking a week and trying to cut out dairy and seeing if you have any relief of your symptoms in that. Other things like the use of supplements, parent training, this is big, memory training, and even doing types of puzzles. Actually, one of my favorite is Sudoku. Just a little caveat there. So we're going to end part one with this. This is the successful symptom management. Obviously, we all have different routines and needs, which also means that we have different approaches to managing our daily lives. Guys, I'm going to give you nine specific symptom management tools that are concrete that you can go ahead and just check off in your book and start trying out for yourselves. And then part two, we're going to move into some Amy life hacks that will absolutely, I pray, will be beneficial to anyone hearing this for daily things as well. So first, guys, number one out of nine is this. Use organizational and time management tools, but you must use them consistently. ADHD can absolutely make it very tricky to stay organized and manage your own time in the way that you'd like to. So find one or more tools that are useful and easy to use or work for you. And here's some just brief examples. A diary, a bullet journal. There are so many apps out there, friends, like Trello, to-do list. All of these are free and easy to manage your to-do list. A certain time management method One of my favorites is blocking times of schedule blocking throughout your day. And if you have any questions about that, we can expand on that. I'd be happy to. Just shoot it to me and I'll do another session on it. Also, setting up a reminder system to help you stay on schedule and remember projects that are due. This can include, and it should include, homework. Also, leisure time. Guys, you need to schedule that in for yourselves. Rest time. Individuals with ADHD, we absolutely benefit more from a visual representation of our schedule, such as a calendar or a list. There's something called the Pomodoro Technique. Don't worry about that term. It's just pretty simple. It's putting on your phone a stopwatch. So if you're working on homework, for example, and you probably have about an hour and a half of homework, you set your alarm for every 25 minutes. When the alarm goes off, you take breaks. This can look like um, walking, going to the bathroom, grabbing something to eat, grabbing something to drink, go high-five your dog, whatever that looks like, and then you can come back to it. In fact, there's an actual timer out there in many apps, but one of my favorites is Tomato Timer. (laughs) Just Google it. It's hilarious. Other things, tricks like using sticky note reminders, setting timers and alarms like we just briefly spoke about, and eliminating audio and visual distractions can help. Now, audio and visual distractions, there's such things as white noise, blue noise, black noise, every kind of noise. I don't even know what there are anymore. So that is a very helpful noise that has been seen to train your brain. 
But if you are sitting there and you got the TV on in the background playing Taken or The Equalizer, it's pretty obvious you're not going to be able to get stuff done. Little bit of an Amy tip I'm going to throw in here. It is tempting to hop onto the next productivity tool that catches your eye. But I want to tell you this, guys, as you're trying these out, pick one, try it out for a week and a half. Does it help? No. Move on to another one. But by all means, do not try all of these things at once because you will never find one that is successful for you. Number two, take control of your own academic success. You know, research shows that academic interventions, when combined with medication, behavioral therapy, and even classroom behavioral interventions, are extremely beneficial. Students with ADHD, this impairs their learning um, and actually may qualify for special education under what is called, and it's very fancy, the Individuals with Disabilities Act. Um, and then a Section 504 plan. If you haven't heard of that, ask wherever you're going. Actually, you might not know this, but there is Section 504 also available for universities. Some other things that can come with this. I used to be a high school teacher, so I really, really emphasize with parents and with students. Guys, if you're not going to take control and just be your own champion for your academic success, nobody will. So here's some things that you might even try on your own or ask to be put into a 504 plan. Extended time on tests. Preferential seating. In other words, if you're sitting in the back, my goodness, you got five rows in front of you that's distracting you. There's no way you're going to be able to pay attention to what's going on on the board. There's actually a test taking in an alternative environment. Um, Having like a peer helper that can help with note taking. Guys, these are available to you. Written and oral instructions for assignments. You can ask your teacher for that. Frequent breaks. Again, this is optional and is available to you and it is your right to claim. Tutoring. Organizational tutoring. So having someone, probably like a counselor or even a teacher that you love or even a sports coach, sit down with you maybe once a week and kind of help you plan out your day. Daily or weekly progress reports. And here's one of my favorites, a set of textbooks to keep at home. Many people with ADHD will forget to bring home the tools they need to do their homework that night. And so schools are required, if asked, to accommodate these individuals with two sets of their textbooks, one to keep at home and one to keep at school. So three out of nine, we're just going to gamify our to-do list, you know, just got to find what makes it work. This means you turn your tasks into a game in order to complete them. Essentially, you can gamify tasks by giving yourself rewards, trying to finish a project in a specific time frame, or just simply checking it off of your to-do list. This is why I'm a big champion if you want to write down your to-do list, because hey, if you don't believe me, then I tell you and I challenge you to try it. When you check off something physically, y'all, there is so much reward for that. I'm just being honest. You know, we got to take, take the fun when we get it. Um, number four, make tasks meaningful. To complete tasks, most of us are usually, um, we need to be engaged or excited about it. So think about why you're doing your task. What good are you getting out of it? So, I've always been asked, again, going back to high school, for those that took calculus and statistics and all of these things, they would say, why do I need to do this? I'm not going to be a mathematician. Okay, fair, valid thought. But let's put it into perspective. 
why am I doing my statistics homework? Well, so you can get a passing grade in your stats class, so you can graduate, so you can get into a good college, or even, hey, you're skipping college, start a job. Feel me on that? So just finding, just telling yourself before you start a test, why am I doing this, can change your world. Number five, avoid multitasking. I tell my husband this all the time because he will be on his phone while we're watching a movie together. And I'm like, babe, you cannot multitask. And he's like, I'm so good at it. Well, guys, here's the thing. Your brain cannot physically multitask. This was some weird offshoot thought that happened in the 80s and 90s that has really made us overall less productive. Especially if you have ADHD, you need to focus on one thing. And let's say you're doing the Pomodoro technique. Focus on that one thing, set your timer for 25 minutes, then move on to the next thing. But do not do two at once. And guys, those of you who love your screen time, I get it. We're raised with it. You need to be responsible and say, okay, if my phone is going, or I don't know what the noises are. I don't know. That might be noise. But if anybody, if you're having that, on your desk, sitting next to you, while you're trying to get work done. Guys, no one cannot be tempted to look at their phones. In fact, just side note, those sounds are actually engineered to affect a a place of your brain that makes it stop what it's focusing on so you turn to your phone. There is rhyme or reason why there are engineers that make these things to be distractions. So please don't be misled in that. All right, we're getting close. So number six, you're going to love this one. It's all good. I'm ready. I'm confident in telling it to you. Limit your screen time. Please hear this. Spending too much time staring at a screen will absolutely make you lose track of time, which obviously takes your focus away from anything that you're doing. Guys, you can download apps on your phone that will help you limit your screen time. It is tough. I promise you it's tough. But there are apps that will champion for you to do that. Or go back to the Pomodoro method and set a timer. Number seven, develop healthy eating habits. Just nutrients that support the brain development, concentration, and just our overall health, that's very important for people with ADHD. This can look like what I'm sure you've heard before, but eating fruits and vegetables, whole grains, and protein sources. Guys, when we get away from the, what are they called? The ping-pongs and the dong-dongs and the, uh, now I'm losing the one that was really weird. But when we get away from Oreos and those kind of things that have so many refined products that were not made on this earth that are, are from God, that actually destructs the neurons in your brain. So just be aware of that. Number eight, participate in some form of daily physical activity. Guys, I am someone that I have so much because I am hyperactive. I'm actually combined. But if I at least get hmm, five to six times a week, just, not, I mean, 20, maybe to 30 minutes of some type of, of physical activity, dancing, acting a fool, lifting weights, something, I do that always in the morning because those, what I what people call in dogs, those zoomies, I have them, and that takes it back so I can be a productive person throughout the day. Number nine, and our final step to end part one of this, is make 
sleep a priority, especially for teens. Guys, hear this. As much as you might think, you know, yada, yada, it doesn't matter, and you don't see the full picture, I can be in a test to you. It's almost 40. Lack of sleep is the most destructive thing to our overall health. No diet, no amount of physical activity can solve or heal you from lack of sleep. God built sleep for us, for our bodies to completely recharge. But guys, it can only do that in a minimum of eight hours a night. And yes, you can do this. I believe in you. Specifically speaking to ADHD, our symptoms actually get much worse or much more worse if we haven't gotten enough quality of sleep. Here's some tips for that. Try finding a relaxing activity to slow down your brain before bed. If you find yourself overthinking things in bed, try writing down all your thoughts and plans and just a notebook that you set by your, by your bedside table. This will actually... I promise you, when you write them out, it will actually, once you just physically get them out of your brain, your brain will find rest. Absolutely no technology. Now, research says for a minimum of two hours that I'm just going to set a small habit for you to try. Absolutely no technology for a minimum of 30 minutes before bed. When I say technology, I mean any screens. Now, if you have a radio or a sound machine, boo, get your sleep on. Those things are amazing. But here's the thing about screens. Every screen now has blue light, which comes off of it. Even if you have a blue light screen saver thing or screen protector like I do that eliminates it, it does not eliminate it completely. I promise you that. So blue light is designed and it stimulates our brain physically to think that it is daytime. And thus, it ruins our natural circadian rhythm that our body needs to remain healthy. Hear that, guys. That's my sound effect for Mind Blow. (laughs) And I'm going to end with this. You've been told different things, but I've looked up and down and found the current research that says this. The following sleep requirements, they actually might shock you. PSA, they might shock you, but here they are. Individuals aged 6 to 12 years old should regularly sleep, drumroll, <sighs> that's a weird drumroll, that's my drumroll, 9 to 12 hours every night. Individuals aged 13 to 18 years old, they have to sleep a minimum, absolutely no less than 8 to 10 hours a night. That's the truth, if you want to believe it or not. So, you know, guys, I definitely have the approach that I'm your biggest fan. I'm here to support you in whatever that, you know, your struggles with this and your faith walk. But I want to give you this truth. It is your responsibility. It is your responsibility. And you can do As our word of God says, I can do, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. I love you. Post, comment. Can't wait for part two.